You're listening to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, a podcast about life through the lens of music. B-Sides. Random thoughts, musings, and outtakes from the creative minds that bring you two tape decks and a mixing board. All right, I'm sitting here with Sam and David. Say what's up, guys. What's up, guys? What's up? Now, I've got a B-side for you this week. We're talking, we talk about music a lot on this show. This is kind of a musical B-side. So just imagine that this is appropriate for the show we're getting ready to do. You are like a composer of like film scores. You've done a couple independent films, not really on the map. All right. Nobody really knows you. Somehow George Lucas gets your phone number. All right. So you get a meeting with George Lucas. You're, you're really excited. You go into the office. He sits down and he's like, I love your work. I really want to work with you. And you, your, your expectations are going through the roof. He says, you know, Star Wars, you go, yeah, you got th- th- this this new idea I got coming up is even bigger than Star Wars. This, this is going to blow Star Wars out of the water. And I want you to compose the music. But he's like, here, there's one caveat. The only instrument you're allowed to use in the film score are kazoos. You can use as many kazoos as you want, but you can only <laughs> use kazoos. What is your answer to George Lucas? Do you say yes or no? I'm in. I'm absolutely in. You were in it. Let's do You this. were in at film score for George Lucas, right? I mean, I was. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> it, it wouldn't matter what it was he said that we were going to be doing. I'd have been like, yes, let's use dodo birds. I don't care. How do you approach building a score with a kazoo, though, Dave? That's what I'm really curious about. Now that you know you've taken the job, how are you going to do this? I think first you have to really develop your humming skills. Probably <laughs> been a while since you've worked extremely hard on your humming skills, but I would start there. Um, and then once you begin to develop, once you feel really strong in the humming department again, that's when I think you really start layering things out with as many different types of kazoos as you can find. <laughs> Is there like a bass kazoo? I don't even know. Are there different types of kazoos? You know what? I have no idea. But because it's George Lucas and he has more money than anyone else ever, then what you could do is you could literally have just like musicians have done for ages where they have a special instrument built for a particular purpose. Sure. Uh, We would begin to design every type of kazoo imaginable in order to be able to fill the needs. I mean, we would have percussion kazoos. Percussion kazoos. Absolutely. So, yeah. so you're not worried about this affecting your career post George Lucas, because if you say, say, say he's going to do like Jar Jar, the trilogy or something. Okay. Right. Now yeah. that, that could be a black Our mark. You, you don't want to be, you don't want to be known as the, as the Jar Jar composer, but you, but you can't say no. Right. Sam, where, what are you coming down on this? I am, I'm right there with Dave. You know, I see this as an opportunity for kazoo innovation. I think that there's going to, you know, some films get known for like creating some new, uh, you know, I'm thinking of The Shining being one of the first films that to, to effectively use a steady cam following the, you know, Danny around um, on the level uh, of his uh, his little big wheel uh, riding around on the carpet through the Overlook Hotel. This is going to be innovation for kazoo players worldwide. Um, so it's definitely worth incorporating now my mind, and this shows how I approach things as a producer and a composer is like, well, I'm going to push the boundaries. There's nothing to say that I can't, uh, run a kazoo through like, you know, a guitar amp or, uh, 
Like a wah-wah uh, pedal? Yeah, I'll use a kazoo as a MIDI controller, and I'm going to invest in a bunch of rolls of wax paper and just skip the kazoo and just, like, take the wax paper. Remember when you were a kid, you take the wax paper and put it, like, right up to your lips, and then, like, yeah. you can make that. Right. I mean, there's all sorts of ways that you could experiment with it. I, I think it's going to lead, you know, probably to an Oscar. Like, if I if I have to create a whole score with kazoos, that's that's where it's going for sure. Well, and I think potential I think potential employers would realize that you can't say no if you're a young composer. Like if you're John Williams, you tell Lucas to go put it where the sun don't shine. I mean, you're not like I'm not doing kazoo symphonies. But but if you're if you're an up up and coming composer, you've got to take the job. So I think I think your your future employers would factor that in and give you a pass, even if it was like Howard the Duck meets just like Jar Jar Binks. I think you would still get a pass. But I think it would be extremely difficult to take the music seriously as an as an audience member. I got to I got to be honest with you. I agree, but I think if you pull it off, like there is no limit to where you can go after. That's that. true. If you can make something amazing with just kazoo's, you can do anything. You can write your own check at that point. A kazoo check, absolutely. And that's our B side. <laughs> 